So Come yeah, on, Mix on Lean Alexandria is kind of like my brand outside of like my MPHMS on the road to MD life. Like I started my professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, I say we, but um, yeah, travel, travel fitness lifestyle. And I've been doing it like almost like fully like gung-ho for like two years mm-hmm. now almost. How does this make you feel empowered? Mm-hmm. Or when I go to the gym and I got on this little tight little outfit, um, and I don't like to show them I got bigger thighs, but if I go in the gym and I'm really looking good and I mm-hmm. know that I'm healthy from the inside out, is that more empowering? Yes, mm-hmm. I got on skin tight clothes, you can see my body and all that, but I'm not quote unquote naked, you know, yeah. but you feel empowered because I'm feeling like I'm gonna see, see the best version of myself. Domestic violence hotline numbers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are ineffective old ways to really talk about this situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, those numbers are available, but let's be real. You finna call that number? No. So I always throw that out to say that I think that a lot of people just say, just leave or mm-hmm. that's cute. That sound good. Just like the, uh, everything else I just said sound, mm-hmm. sound good. But is that really going to happen? Like you really have to make a true decision in your mind, which is your best interest. And if you're able to leave, some women really can't leave because we let y'all leave. So Miss Shiat and then had us incapable. We can't even leave. Mm-hmm. Like we. Building a legacy, so watch how you study me. No, it's in here, there ain't no comparisons, stacking up guarantees. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy, so watch how you study me. No, it's in here, there ain't no comparisons, stacking up guarantees. Moving so militant, consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up, no time for no chilling, man. What's good? It's Sir Gates, and you are now tuning to the Inherited Podcast. Welcome back to the episode again. If y'all are watching, downloading, and subscribing, I highly appreciate y'all. Keep doing that and keep tuning in. So today, we have another special guest, right? Miss Celine Alexandra. <laughs> she already turned up. I love it. <laughs> so we're going to get into it, okay? Um, But she is a women's health advocate and a content creator, right? So we got some a lot of stuff to unpack. It's going to be a real good combo. We're going to get right into it. So... How you been doing today? You doing all right? Yeah, I had a late night last night, so I'm a little raspy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been good. I'm a little weary. I tell people right now I'm a little weary because I just got to charge back up from all my traveling. But yeah, I'm good. It's I'm good. good. Yeah, I'm always back. turned up kind of most of the time. I'm, it's most like high on life type vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be high on life sometimes. We're <laughs> yeah. high on life and other stuff. You know people what I'm like, saying? you always so goofy. I'm like, goofy not the word. But yeah, <laughs> I feel what you say. Living life. That's all good. Yeah. So look, before we get started, right? Quick little icebreaker. So okay, I'm what you deck. got? I'm going to pull a card, and I promise you, I don't know what it's going to say, but okay. I'm going to pull it. Because you was over there peeking. I just want to see what's left in the deck. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Like, oh, here we go. Let me get a little yeah. extra in, in, in to it. So we both going to answer it. You'll answer first, and we're going to go from there. So okay. let's see what this card going to say this time. All right. Wow. This is going to be good for you. <laughs> uh, brag to me about the best things going on in the past 30 days. Oh man, that is not gonna be good. I'm, a hum- I'm very humble. Like I do not like bragging about nothing. But it's positive stuff. So what you got? What's a brag days? with you for the from the past thirty days? Yeah, yeah. So, right, so brag to me about the best things going on in the past thirty days. So it was good stuff. Uh dang. This has been a trying last month for me. Um. I guess the fact that I got a I got a merit increase at my job. Okay, that's good. Um, but other than that, it's more so like it's so and see time. I don't have like too many brags. Like, mm. yeah, 
I don't. I let me let me think real quick. Let me think. So why you think I'm a? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see what I got. But okay. for me, um, the last thirty days it will just be being able to do this podcast, right? Because it's been a long time coming and get back to it. So to be able to to get back doing it consistently and be able to drop every week consistent and having guests come and show up. That's just been the best things happening for me. Of course, outside of that, waking up every day and enjoying life, you know, can't complain about too much. But other than that, that's just, that's been a blessing for me. So that's my, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess it is hard to brag. So I'm not it is. <laughs> like, I don't be sitting around like, you know, I got, Maybe we should you know, pull another somebody, car. Else, somebody else could be do like, you do. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Um, okay. So thank you. I, it sparked some stuff. So, okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, so boom, yeah. I went to Inbound, which is a kind of marketing, sales, CRM, Mm -hmm. like customer relation management um, type conference. But for me, it was marketing, content creation um, type vibes for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to go for free through Career Chasers. And Mm -hmm. I'm an ambassador for Career Chasers, which is like a a membership for minority women Mm -hmm. to be able to negotiate, pitch, um, manage their managers, all the professional development type things that you might not get at work. Because I work from home and I'm a consultant, so I don't get a lot of that. Yeah. So we was able to go for free. Um, We got tickets. I was able to get a room from Marriott, fully paid for, and also for shout out to Delta too, because I got like a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually not shout out to Delta. I got some stuff Uh that's changing as a loyal loyal person to them. Some people are not happy, but um, that's kind of like in the travel space. But um, yeah, and my ticket was like $100. So I was able to meet some great people up there. Mm -hmm. I was able to go on like a traditional sailboat, got to meet some awesome women in the marketing space. And one, she was actually, she's actually a soror and she actually lived here in Atlanta. So mm. I can't wait to kind of like vibe with her. Um, and I got to hear Beyonce publicist speech. I'm not a beehive or none of that. None of I was that. just about to none ask, you a part of the hive? <laughs> we ain't doing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go see Beyonce this year. So I got. I feel like I know her a little bit mm. better as a spirit. But um, yeah, we got to hear from Beyonce's publicist. Um, so she just talked through the journey of how she... Um, was, you know, marketing and had to push Destiny Child and then how she had to do it for mm. Beyonce. And that's not a hard, you know, I mean, that's not an easy uh, feat. You know, that's kind of, that was, it, we would have thought it would be easy, but mm. she said that Beyonce got turned down from like 20 magazines before she got her on a cover yeah. of one. Mm. And you wouldn't think that. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think it would be hard for her, but it was. Sheesh. So, yeah, that was that was super cool. Like, that was super cool. And um, also, um, Huberman, Andrew Huberman, I believe his first name mm-hmm. is. He's someone who's really dope in the space of, like, feeling your energy, um, um, expanding your neuroplasticity, all these kind of um, abstract concepts that we really don't talk about, like, in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool, but I love the fact that, that Beyonce's publicist was, like, a... Um, she was a Caribbean lady, mm-hmm. and um, she was just sharing our story on the main stage. And I, I really enjoyed that. Like whoever didn't know the backstory, how Beyonce is not Beyonce. She's part of Disney's child first. Mm-hmm. They needed to hear that. So I was like, "You better so just share our story." story. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Shout out to you," because she was like doing her own kind of like accent too. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a thing called Black and Inbound too. So I kind of felt really good to connect with some people in the marketing space about um, Black and Inbound. So dope conference. I they didn't pay me to go, but I did go for free. But yeah, it was dope. So, that's yeah. good. That's the, that's a good brag though. Yes, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of insight, a lot of value yeah. into you got from that conference though. Yeah. So that's good. Um. So the, now, since you said that, that's a good segue to in the marketing and content creation realm, right? So that is something that you do. So can you just expound more upon? 
that part of your life as far as the content creator and just the specialist in that realm? Yeah, so it's all pretty much new for me. I'm not super, um, you know, big. I don't, excuse me, I don't have like a, I don't have 200,000 followers or anything like that. But I will say on the back end of that, it's not that I'm really gunning for that because I was able to monetize pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I start getting some big names and, or if I didn't get paid uh, some actual higher notoriety, notoriety, um, notable, mm -hmm. um, brands would send me free things so I could like, you know, just practice. I, I called it practicing when I was doing that getting <laughs> free stuff. Um, so yeah, Selene Alexandria is kind of like my brand outside of like my MPH, MS, on the road to MD life. Like I started my professional. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, we, uh, I say we, but um, yeah, travel, travel fitness lifestyle. And I've been doing it like almost like fully like gung-ho for like two years mm -hmm. now almost. Um, but before that, I was playing because I really, I'm too cool for school with a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I don't like to follow the wave. Like, I thought it was lame to be real. Like, I thought it was lame. I'm like, ain't nobody finna be walking around with no camera. Like, I'm That's not That's something to get used to, though. Yeah, this, it just look everybody corny Everybody looking me. at you, yeah. Yeah, it look corny. I really felt that. I was like, this looks corny. And then, like, at the time, I felt like Kim Kardashian and them type of people was the, like, influencer. Yeah. Like, I'm influencer. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is lame. Like, the stuff y'all be doing, like, setting up, going in fake jets and stuff, taking mm -hmm. pictures. I'm not for none of that. Like, I'm not here to set up no lifestyle to, like, yeah. prove to nobody else that I got X, Y, and Z going on. So... It was more so like my friends like, you, you got to do this. You be doing everything that people be fake doing. You be doing that. Mm -hmm. like, you be out here traveling, doing this. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I'll post a picture and go ghost. You know, I was yeah. that type. Like, keep it real mysterious. Like, pop up in a different country. So, my friends was the ones who really got me into it. And they were just like, you got to do this. You can make money. This is a second business That's opportunity. A fact, man. So, I was like, oh, I'll try. I'll try. So, I just kept getting more consistent and taking more... Um, just put more into like how I present to the world. Like, mm -hmm. make sure, like, you gotta make sure your hair, your makeup, your outfit. Well, for me, I don't know. Some people be like, nah, you don't. And then some people don't even gotta be shown in their videos. And I be like, y'all got all these followers, y'all making all this money and just show y'all fingers or put the finger in the food. Yeah. Y'all do not like my stuff if I'm not in it. Let me tell y'all <laughs> that. I can't get nobody no get aesthetic content that's just pretty scenery. No, baby. They want to be like, hey, where you at? If I'm not in it, it don't, it don't move. So you seen that content for you um, gets more interactions <laughs> than just other yeah. just showing stuff going no, around? No, they don't play that. I had to either, everybody asked me, who take your pictures and stuff? But it's my tripod. That's mm -hmm. my best friend. Um, if I'm somewhere like traveling with a guy, they're not having it. Most mm -hmm. of the time, I'm not doing this. And my mama well, do it too. taking your photos? Yeah. Well, you Dudes don't like taking your photos for you. They be like, I ain't going to be doing this. Like, here are 10 photos, and they be like, all right, I'm done. You got to keep pressing. <laughs> yeah, you know, a female, they, they want the angles. <laughs> They got to at least have five different options of each shot they got to go through. You got to, yeah. But dudes be like, all right. I'm like, nah, no, no, no. Set that back up. Set that back up. Let's Some more. People know what I'm talking about. But yeah, and my mom's the same thing. She's like, I didn't come to work. I see. I knew this was going to happen without without with you. Like, you already know. Right. You already know what's going on. So you got to go in there with a mindset. We got to get this content. Let it keep it I got try. I got short tripods, big tripods. I got clip on cameras. So now that I'm, now I can go like when I'm doing excursions and stuff, I can put it on me. So 
ain't got to worry about worried. I've had so many missed opportunities. Like, mm. dang, bring my tripod. But I've got a case on my phone. Stand up. You'd be surprised. We went through that today. I said the same. <laughs> like, damn, I didn't bring your stabilizer. Uh-uh. It, it takes a lot to put in creative content. But for you, what do you think was that on um, that first piece of content that made you say, like, all right, I put this piece out. It did fairly well or really well. And you were like, okay. Even though you did say your friends kind of push you to get take it serious. But what was that first thing where you were like, okay, damn. This this is kind of doing some numbers. Let me go ahead and just keep going with it. You remember what it was? Nope. <laughs> I know it was had some, something with me in it. I don't mm. I don't remember. But I do remember the first time I got like over like 10K or something. It was like my homegirl. She has like 100,000 followers as a fitness creator. Mm. And I was like, whoa, like they really liked us. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember the first one. But knowing... I don't. I haven't looked at my audience in a while, mm-hmm. but mo- back when I first started, my audience was seventy five percent men. Mm-hmm. So it probably has. It definitely was something with me in it, or swimsuit, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, but fortunately, that's the content. Now that, to say the pros and cons. Yeah, to it. yeah, that's the content that does the best for me. I I could just do. I could be dancing in my swimsuit. I get a whole bunch. Of <laughs> that's society. And, you know, that's, that's gonna I, go I, for I, sure. It's an art for me. And so when I put in like real work, mm-hmm. and I be like, dang, y'all wasn't making some of that. Y'all wasn't making some of that. And then I do something like, this is some BTS, and I be like, I don't mm-hmm. have nothing to post today. Let me just post the BTS. Mm-hmm. I be like, hey, this a so yeah. <laughs> you think it gets you sometimes when you do see some content doing good, yeah, and then some doing bad. It puts you in like a little mood. It puts me in a mood when I see other people who probably have like. I won't say trash content, but I'll say no, like... No, sometimes people yeah. have trash content. Keep I it keep real. it real and be like, I, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, okay. Like, but you know, you you can't, you always start looking at somebody else's plate. So mm-hmm. I, I had to like regroup, like you can't be worried about what they doing. Like what's for you, it's for you. And I just have to keep the train moving. So yeah, it, it does get discouraging, especially when you put a lot into something. Mm-hmm. But then you had on wins where like a brand hit you up like, oh my God, we love that. Mm-hmm. Da-da-da-da. All these people hit us up afterwards. So it's like, it's, you know, it comes, mm-hmm. it, everything going to come on a pro, pro and a con. But them the moments that I live for, like when somebody hit me up, literally a brand told me like, she was like, I was having a really bad day. Something with the business was I'm going right. And then, like, you just sent your content. Like, you about to make me cry. Like, my day oh, is damn. so good. Like, oh, my God, you did so good. I know I had to wait a little minute for it, which is one thing I got to get better with. Your turnaround time. Yeah, because I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I travel a lot. So it's hard to be sitting somewhere for the same amount of time like you sitting at home doing yeah. content out and about. Um, so, but yeah, I could say that. But yeah, she was just like, oh my God, you about to make me cry. Like, I was like, oh Lord, Tris. But that means like, you're doing good work for them yeah, people then. so shout out to Aesthetic um, Collection. Yeah, because she was very sweet. Um, those kind of things like I So you prefer like UGC content, just the original content, or you prefer like as far as you say going in and I know I'm going to do this, this and that. Let me get a, a not, not a camera crew, but just a, a bigger setup than versus Taking my phone, turning around, and just making some good UGC content. Which do you prefer? Um, I don't like UGC con- um, content just because I put a lot into it. And mm-hmm. so you're not going to just go behind the scenes and use this. Every- I want to post this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be putting a lot in. So, no. <laughs> I, I mean, that's cool. But to think if y'all went and did this big production for mm-hmm. Mercedes Benz for the tailgate today. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and be like, okay, thank you. And then, you know, take care. And it's like, you can't put it up. Like, yeah. y'all, y'all finna see this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want your people to see Fetch. it. Yeah. Fact, so that's, that's how I feel like, oh, you ain't about to be sampling me. Like, that's a fact. Nah, I want this on my thing too. So yeah. what do you think 
it's the the sauce or the ingredients to make a good piece of viral content or what goes into just creating good content from your formula and what you know, like as far as whether you've done research or whatnot. So what goes into a good piece of content that's going to at least have a chance to go? So I talk about this with Vine from the Secret Set the Record Straight podcast. So when I hear that word, it make me cringe a little bit. What? The viral uh-huh. word. Because like, I feel like everybody's doing stuff. So like to me, the virility, the virility of content is or should be organic. Mm-hmm. Number one and number two, that was for the vine. Like that, people was doing stuff for the vine. Facts. Like back in the day, like I, that's isn't it's not the same. Like how DC Young Young Fly got his start. Mm-hmm. He used to do stupid stuff in the, the supermarkets time. and stuff. And I remember that because he was cool with somebody I was cool with, and I'm they, the people, his friends were showing me. I'm like, who is this dude? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, this my homeboy. He's so crazy, but ain't he funny? And you know that was like that. Straight, ignorant, Martin Lawrence type, doing this for the vine, crazy state stuff. Now, I just feel like it really needs to be organic because I was actually talking to somebody, one of my friends who um, is he a lot of this jockey BJing and all that. Um, they want people want to see you like mm-hmm. they don't like the whole like phoniness. And I feel like people really gravitate towards people that are just real. And most of the time now you can tell when people are doing it and not being like or authentic yeah. or something like if it's a skit, then OK, yeah, it's a skit because I know the truth. He, he had us doing a, sk- a skit one time. and It was funny, though, but it, of course it wasn't <laughs> real because he always said he looked like Tupac. And it's like, dude, you don't look like Tupac. <laughs> but it's funny, though. And the truth has a lot of followers so people like that from him but I don't like the viral word because I feel like if it's good content it's quality mm-hmm. it's gonna mesh with somebody but you do have, it is certain stuff for the sauce that you know you you know it's not much stuff about the posting time and stuff now because mm-hmm. I feel like people on the internet all day long but you gotta know your audience for your followers Thanks. but when it comes to reels that's honestly not for it most of the time people outside of your followers are gonna see that mm-hmm. so like that's a different time than the time that your followers are on for when you post a picture mm-hmm. So I do say people, I go to um, YouTube University all the time. Fact. Your doctor is from there. <laughs> okay, but um, con- um, conferences like Inbound help with that kind of stuff too, where you're actually getting those like actually industry professionals mm-hmm. when I'm all self-taught. So I didn't, you have to be literally like 18, 19, 20, or maybe just right out of college right now to really have gone to school for social media. Or, yeah. You know, because it, and then it's hard. Like, who gonna say they're going to school for that? And you get, got a whole degree from that. I went to Spelman. I'm not paying $40,000 a year for something that's going to expire in six months. Because mm-hmm. even like Jade and some of those awesome people that I follow on YouTube for a lot of my insight and ideas and things. I'd be like, I gotta take this off my watch later because it's old now. Mm-hmm. Like after two months, you know, it's like it's the the Time guy who's over Instagram. He changes that, yeah. stuff all the time. So I really think authenticity and really knowing, like, I stopped kind of trying to please others. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like, okay, what do my followers want to see? And just took it back into my seat. Because at first, I was kind of with that. And I was like, this ain't really feeling true to me. Mm-hmm. And I really, if it got to feel good to me, because I do this outside of, you know, my real job, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be doing stuff like... I understand, man. Y'all like seeing ladies in the booties and the this and the that, but I don't want to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I might do that and put on a cute outfit, but I know that's what people want to see. Yeah. I'm not going to give y'all what y'all want to see all the time. Because <laughs> I got to do this. I got to put my money into it. Facts. And I get to file taxes on the back end, and I might not be getting some of this money back till 
April and next year. So I'm going to do what I want to do, especially if I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And if I am, I still like, sometimes I'll, they'd be like, no, Celine, you can't. I'm like, no, I want to remain in the creative seat. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this and that. Or, you know, I'll budge with the music a little bit because mm-hmm. I mean, I had, I'm, I mean, I'm black. So, I mean, if I got a cuss word here or there, I mean, my that's my audience. Like, yeah. My audience don't have no problem with. I mean, I don't want to hear like, you know, sexy red, you know, this, so two, this two, two, pink, stuff this blue, out. this yeah. red. <laughs> we're not getting, we're not getting that, you know, like explicit, because I'm not that explicit. But yeah, like if somebody cussing, like you know, I had to, you know, balance that. But yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good <laughs> mixture of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say definitely when you listen to what kind of some of those industry experts, what they do is go out and look at the experts level stuff and then take your little bit, little bit of your own self and like put that in it. Facts. Um, but if you go on viral, you got to look at a lot of other people's content to see what's viral. And I just seen that. Um, I can't remember the young lady's name, but she was pretty much saying she was doing a challenge to where to be able to post at least once a day for the next three months. Right. So her whole scheme was just take a lot. Yeah, it does. It, it does. Unless you got it all matched up. And see, that's what out. I like to do with mine. The re- how When I started recording the pod, because I made it before I started, I learned my lesson. My first pod, I was doing it to where I shoot, edit, and drop that week. But just that's all I had. But this go around before I even lunch. I had like six episodes already edited up, in a can, ready to go. Think this about and that. if Netflix didn't do that right now. This shit be up shit. <laughs> it, 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 it brings upon so much pressure to yeah. let me keep up. Let me be consistent and this and that. So, but for what the girl had said was, it's just best if you want to just create like content allowance for us for your reels and stuff like that. Just instead of just being on IG scrolling, just look at what's going. Oh, well, you hate that word. What's going? You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> I mean, like literally, the, 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 it tells you like what's trending. It'll push yeah. the, from, so it, take that, yeah. save it, and go back and just review yeah. it. Like what elements was in this post? That made this clip get Go, X yep. amount of views. And then what you would want to do is let me just take out their brand, insert my brand and let it match my audience and yeah. then go from there. And now I got a whole list of content that's working, but you just got to insert your yeah. brand and your audience values into that content. Therefore, it's pretty much unlimited content. Like yes, either yes. doing that or that like batch recording. I come in here sometimes. Shoot, in a full day, bringing three different shirts and just sit down. Cause you <laughs> I can, do that too. Man, I do that on trips. Like, I literally, like, the last day of the trip, I'll put on all my outfits mm-hmm. and do whatever I need to do. <laughs> yeah, it saves so much time. Yeah. Just imagine in one day, if you already know for a fact, you're about to post a clip that's only going to be a minute and 30 seconds long anyways because of how long the reels can be. That's a long time. It is. People may hear it being short, but even when I'm, when I'm editing, try no, to put that much time. into that short amount of time. <laughs> well, he still said, yeah, it's, it's so much, but batch recording at one time, you can get at least 20 pieces of content Absolutely. in one yeah, You got to be creative though too because yeah, people don't right, be creative. Right, right. like, I don't know what. I'll be like, you got to get outside of this. But that's where the planning can come in at in the yeah. beginning. Like sometimes you can, I free bottle sometimes just I know for a fact. Sometimes it's more organic if I just go into it versus when I sit down and plan, my mind be going so much. It yeah, just kind of takes away the, yeah. the creativity and the organic is from the content. Yeah, but it's, just, like a, it's a good push and pull because mm-hmm. people can tell when your content is super planned because it's like you sound like you're reading from a script so or something. So professional. Yeah, yeah it's way too... You know, some, they don't like that. That's why people have gravitated towards TikTok mm-hmm. because... Everybody feel like they got to be so perfect on yeah. Instagram, like videographer, cinematic type mm-hmm. level. But then on TikTok, chat people be in there bonnet, 
Camera ain't even cleaned off. <laughs> Straight up jail. Gone. Hello. <laughs> Which one you prefer, TikTok Gone. or Instagram right now? I'm not a TikTok girl. See, Honestly, I'm still I trying to get a hold of TikTok. I don't have the time. When it blew and I that I missed my little boat, mm-hmm. people told me, but it was literally right after COVID had ended. Facts. And I just ain't had the time. I'm like, I don't have the time. And I was, I'm uh, in the process of applying for medical school. So I think at that time, too, I was studying and things. Mm-hmm. So I just I honestly didn't have the time. I don't have the time to sit. And everybody's like, well, just put the same content. And that just seems so fraudulent to me too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess you could. But I mean, it works. I, I yeah. do it. But it's just now with TikTok, they're taking more long form content. It's yeah. just another step you got to do as far as put my long form there, but I also edit it to go on YouTube Shorts and yeah. then Instagram Reels. And then and- you YouTube, you can have it that way. And I tell people, you can't just switch that around and have it short, you know, like that mm-hmm. on YouTube. I'm like, you got a whole reconfigure it if that it's not a short. That what, 1920 yeah. by 1080, you got to do <laughs> like, it right. You, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's a little different. And then people take stuff off of uh, TikTok sometimes and have watermarks on it. So it's like... But Instagram don't like that. No, I read an article not. fact that... It's a lot they don't like. Yeah, if it's you got that um, like. TikTok watermark on it, they will suppress your content. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that shit, it's just that whole algorithm thing, man. It's like... It's for you, but it's against you because when you try to please it, that kind of it you gotta, makes you it's take like it away. Yeah. Yeah. Some of your organic stuff kinda have to leave because it's like, okay, Instagram say the best time to post is this time between this time, but knowing for a fact when you go on your insights, most of your followers are only on between well the, the height of them, seven to eight PM, this yeah. and that, but then the mindset of okay. People waking up, going to work at 7 a.m. Yeah, so let me post that. Places, uh, times when people are eating. Yeah. They say, but yeah, but you got, that's why I said, like, if it's a picture versus a reel or whatever, or going live, like, you got to think of what's the audience that is targeted towards. Like, mm-hmm. pictures are more towards your followers versus reels, which are more broad. So mm-hmm. you then it's like, okay, Instagram is telling, like, broadly mm-hmm. who's on the internet, not your followers or mine. Like, we, I think about it too because I used to live in Chicago and then I, I'm everywhere all the time. So it's like, I think about like, okay, we got East Coast people, we got West Coast Facts. people. So it's like, I can't always post at eight in the morning. Georgia people are up or, you know, like people yeah, back in Detroit. In but it's not that. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like, they got to think of that too. So yeah, but I always put it in three categories, which I learned from the girlies from YouTube um, entertain, educate, or inform. So expound upon that. Like, let's break that down a little bit more. So entertaining the stupid DC Young Fly type. Mm-hmm. And I hate to use him, but I mean, he was just so comical when he first started. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's gotten a little bit more commercial now. No no shade to him, but I mean, everybody yeah, got yeah. to at some point. Gotta, but he was just raw and just doing mm-hmm. crazy stuff back in the day. But a lot of people like to see entertaining stupid stuff like that. Or like cats and you know how people be watching dogs. All cats look. rule the internet. Yes, they do. That's cats what rule and the I internet. And I hate cats. I'm like, <laughs> watching this stupid squirrel <laughs> running around this cat. So, yeah, that um, informing, um, you know, like something that has to do with like we can have dual citizenship in like African countries. Now, mm-hmm. I saw something like that the other day. So, a lot of celebrities going to get dual citizenship in African countries. Um, inform or educate, like um, when people um, are sharing, like these are the top tending real um, audio sounds, mm-hmm. or they'll say, like, want to know why your content's failing? And then they'll they'll be sitting at their computer doing something, and it'd be all these things popping up on the screen. Yeah, the whole little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think people do the pointing thing no more. Thank God, because I even got tired of doing that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. But I never really did a lot of the educating type content, but I do notice that my educating content does kind of good because people be wanting to know, like, mm-hmm. how you do this, how you edit, the way you edit, and all that. So, yeah. Well, again, 
a little bit. So how do you do you do your all your own editing or do you have any kind of help? So you just a, a solo team with you? Is I'm you? a Gemini, so I got a couple people in me, and all three of us make sure everything's <laughs> done. Okay, makeup, hair, styling, videography, editing, photographer, uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of it. Okay, yeah. the PA on the side, outside of the the. the you gotta I, wear them hats to get it done, though. Yeah, so it's me. It's all me. People always be like, I know you be out here on these trips with these dudes. Like, yeah, I might have a dude with me, but nine times out of ten. He ain't finna be helping me with no content, mm-hmm. for sure. He probably somewhere on the beach or on the other side of the camera sleep. But <laughs> people always want, that's a myth. Like, I do not have this random dude with me on all my trips. Like, yeah. actually, I've been getting more into solo stuff, and I've been really connecting with my mother more. So a lot of times, I have my mom with me on trips now. Mm-hmm. But again, none of these people are helping me most of the time. Like, most of the time, it's me. So, yeah, I have to do everything. I did start to get a team of, like, okay, if I need a wig or, hair, or if my, my hair, I, or if I... I've connected with girl, you know, a girl that wants to, you know, collab with makeup mm-hmm. or of course a lot of times I get free clothes. So those kind of things make it easier. But right. if damn, if it ain't available, I gotta make it run and I do yeah. it myself. So yeah. What you um, prefer to edit on? I like CapCut. CapCut is blowing up like crazy. Yeah. I've used CapCut for a while though before it actually blew up too. Yeah. I just kind of got hip to it. I've yeah, heard I've about it, it but it was just because I like come from a background of doing like videography and stuff, I was always on the desktop doing it with either but, like Final Cut Pro. Yeah, yeah. So I started. It was actually in college. Um, uh, can't, I won't forget. I had dropped out at one point when I was still on campus because I was still able to work because I was cool with the manager. But at the school, they had this whole computer lab called the Mac Lab. Man, I walked in there one day and seen all those Mac computers. And I just <laughs> sat down and they had like preloaded content on it. And they had Final Cut, so I was just in there oh, okay. clicking around, and I learned it. But ever since then, that's all I had used. But now, I prefer uh, Premiere Pro to do all my oh, okay. stuff in there. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I like CapCut. I stopped doing stuff on my phone. Number one, I start noticing. See, my hands start creaking. I start noticing my hand dexterity and stuff, because when I go back to working, like, for work, mm-hmm. I, I was like, ooh, I got to get off this. So I just bought a, got an Apple Pencil, and I had got, like, an iPad for, like, a holiday or something, and somebody got me, and mm-hmm. I start doing all my CapCut stuff on my iPad now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm left-handed, so I can get away from using everything on my right hand, and I can start actually using my left writing hand, we don't write Lefty. a lot no more. So my left hand That's be on fair. reserve for nothing half the time. And I'm like, no, you get get to work. Because this hair, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, yo, I had to go to like physical therapy for that. Word. And people don't talk about that kind of stuff in the content world. Yes, my hand is... It, that's why I creak when I just did it. You get the same. I was asking this yeah. um, somebody who does massages here. I was asking her the other day, like... Do y'all just do hand massages? Yes. Did it get, get cramped up? But she it said, what is it? Sitting uh, there all that time. Yeah. Yes. Like, those are the things people don't talk about, like, on the other end of mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Back problems, neck problems. Yeah. Nah, that's why I just told y'all I'm not finna be sitting back in this chair now. <laughs> I'm going to use my ballet lessons to sit up right because that right there is not going to work for me. Now, I struggle with it a yes. lot, man. Sitting down, especially when you, like you say, doing all your... Because that's how I started out, just a one-man band. Luckily, I got people down to help me out. <laughs> you but, got whole, I mean, that's what I said. You got even, like, not to uh, share behind the scenes with set the record straight, but you got a team over here. I okay? had to. It was just like I'm like we got. I was like <laughs> I gotta tell Vine about this. Y'all it's got being productive, on man. Because just think about it. Having to because I used to do it all by myself. Cut the camera on, set up the mics, edit it, record it. But it was just my brain just be so full of that. It just don't leave me space to, to do, be creative, yeah. to be to bring in more business of the book. So I yeah. just had to sit down and like, hey man. Get folks I'm close with. I'm stingy. I don't be wanting to pay all these extra people. I ain't gonna even hold you. But you gotta find folks who work with you. Like <laughs> my, they, they, they work with I me. I know. So, I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's 
that's a purse there. That's they gotta believe that's in the vision. You can find them. Tell all you. that outside. That's some plane tickets. I be having. Well, okay, so you traveling, so that's yeah, that that's different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> because I actually know a guy who was one of my photographers, um, Joe Jones Media, um, Drone Jones Media, and mm-hmm. he almost like, let me know when you go on your next trip. I'm like thinking the back of my head, but I do want to take him. Like, dog, I might have to pay for your plane ticket. I might have to think about that because. But think about him. One time, <laughs> it, it could be worth it. That one trip. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Bro, he, Chris is definitely like chef's kiss. Like, but I'm just like, but I also told him too, like we had to like plan it out where we can shoot a different spots in a mm-hmm. country or somewhere where we can actually maybe go to different countries and like mm-hmm. do it all in like four days or something. But yeah. So you do, you pretty much, you do want to see if you can have one? Like you will have one? Um, no. Cause like, I feel like they make, gets people too big, big for their britches. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like it to be where it's still humbling. Like, so you won't want to just focus on just doing your content? No, who or am is I? It hard I'm not no celebrity. Delegate? Like, no, no. Well, you don't have to be a celebrity. It just make. I'm telling you, it makes stuff ten times easier. Like, I like the grind of it sometimes because I am a. So I do communications for my um, professional job. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm a communication specialist. Um, so for me, like like I said, it's an art to me. It's my mm-hmm. baby. So I know how I want the camera angles to go because if it, I, him over there. I would want to see every angle of the camera mm-hmm. or the BTS. I would have it up. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be liking to see all that and be in control of it. So, or like hair and makeup. Me. Like, even when people do it, I'd be like, what is that? Girl, you got these eyebrows looking like, mm-hmm. like, girl, no, you know, or, or just anything on my hair or just, I'd be liking to be in control. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's hard. It's hard to, for me to delegate. Is yeah. that what it is? I had to learn that too. But, and um, it's creative for me. Like, literally, like, the editing piece, like I love to go off on editing. People mm-hmm. always comment, and I—that's I guess a brag. People always always bragging about. I mean, letting me know, like I love your editing. I love how you edit your content. So I love it's art, like because I am an artist. Like I actually am a I paint, but I mean, Word. this has become a digital form of art for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about it. You know, but you gonna like, tell you gonna get big one day. So you, how, you, how you gonna have the time to do all this? I appreciate that. You know, I have had those conversations when they come. Like, let me do the editing. Yeah, do everything. I <laughs> Let me do that today. It was so hard for me. Because I man. know what angles, I know the point of views, I know like I know mm-hmm. what I wanted to look. You got like. an eye for it, and I don't got time to tell nobody to. Help. I don't want. And then how I'm, so I'm very very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think nobody. I'm bossing them around. That's but, a good quality though. Yeah, you I'm like even... I know exactly how I want this to go, and that's how I prefer to do it myself. Because I don't want to be talking to nobody crazy. Because mm-hmm. my mom says it's your tone. I'd be like, I know, but when I say <laughs> what I got to say, it's just like that's just need to happen. Yeah. You know, like I don't really got time to like, and you doing this wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm like, okay, no. You gotta get it right, but, yeah. but that's cool with content, right? So let's try to yeah. switch gears a little bit. I want to hop into the this little the, boy did that to me the other day. That I'm old. like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, you still got it in on say that old school move. What was that called? The uh, uh, I don't even remember. Somebody help you know, I Y'all remember that little? Uh, I don't remember. I can't I remember, remember, but nonetheless, though, um, I don't know. so the women's um health advocate, right? <laughs> yes. So let's jump to that. Cause I want to, of course, I'm not a female, so I want you to be the voice. That's very. Oh, you know, that's not very obvious in today's times. I was about to say that's clearly, but no, I get where you're coming not, from. <laughs> not that clear now. <laughs> <laughs> I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So, so let's talk about more of that, right? So, what is your what is your focus in that realm, and what is your purpose in there for what you're trying to do in your mission? Um, so I'll start with the mission. The mission is to make sure that if I can help it, mm-hmm. another female has to go through what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And if I can say something to her 
or help her change the position that she's in currently, mm-hmm. then I want to do that. If I could just say two words like, nah, you shouldn't do that, uh, you might be time to go ahead and roll out that situation. Like mm-hmm. anything that can help a woman not do, because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the main mission of being what I, what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other women and young, you know, either teens, I, I'm, I'll tell people, like, I don't have the touch for, like, babies. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, like, if I'm a mom, but, like, when it comes to, like, elementary and middle, a little bit. But normally my soft spot where I love to, um, like, help and, like, work in the community is high school and college mm-hmm. and, of course, like, my age. But, um, yeah, no, I don't have it for the babies yet. Like, I got to be able to good. talk, like, real raw about this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. people be like, I don't want you to talk to my kids about that. But then you got go ahead and they're going to have to wait a couple years. Because yeah. <laughs> I need to be able to speak very rawly about this stuff because that's, that's I feel like, in our community sometimes – it's like they hush, hush up, girl, don't talk like yeah, that. Sugar you know, stuff. your grandparents was together. It doesn't matter if they mm-hmm. was looking crazy for them 30, 40, 50 years. Like, mm-hmm. and mental health was like, you know, non-existent. So, yeah, that's the mission. Um, What was the uh, second question? Sorry, as far as like what you specifically focus on as far as okay. in that um, realm. Yeah. So, for me, my focus, um, number one, I... um. Definitely, I'm applying for medical school to be OBGYN mm-hmm. um, in the realm of African-American and Latina women's health. Um, speaking on domestic violence mm-hmm. um, is something that I'm definitely an advocate for, um, as well as infertility and menopause, mm-hmm. which are two things. We talk a lot more about infertility, but we don't talk about menopause when it comes to women. Um, my dad even talks about it more than my mom does, but then she talks about high flashes, but my dad you know, gave me a different aspect. Like, now your mom changed after she went through menopause. I'm like, I wonder if any other man, like, thinks about that when mm-hmm. it comes to their wife about that. And we don't talk about that. We don't talk about menopause as a community. Like, how, mm-hmm. how does that? Or, you, um, yeah, you know, it's just hush. Like, ah, oh, grandma just hot right now. Just open all the windows. But, you know, <laughs> it just they don't go past that. Yeah. They don't go past that. So, yeah, those, those are the main areas. Yeah. So what made you... Want to focus on those? Were you dealing in any situations that may, in that nature as far as? Absolutely. I got phases to my life. I'm in the third phase right now. Now, I told somebody yesterday I was in the fourth phase. It be changing. But yeah, I definitely dealt with it. I dealt with it twice. I dealt with it um, in um, college. And I had two abusive relationships and one led into grad school. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was the age, that was the age range when it was from like, what? 19-ish to, like, 23. Yeah. So how did you end up actually able to, I guess you say, survive that or get yourself out of that situation? Like, what steps did you take or what mindset did you have to activate as far as to say, okay, like, whether this is enough, enough is enough, let me just step away from this? Or, like, did it last for a long period of time where you were still? Because a lot of women, they may say in a domestic violent relationship, right, it's... People can always just say, well, why didn't you leave? But on the other flip side, question. it's um It's a cute question. Yeah, you you weren't you weren't there to experience this. You don't know what my mindset could have been. You don't know where I was mentally, spiritually, or emotionally at that time. So how was that for you transitioning out of that? And what could you say to help somebody who's maybe going through it to get them out of that situation? Yeah. So first I'll say um, Domestic mm-hmm. Violence Awareness Month is October. I know October is always known for breast cancer mm-hmm. awareness. It's also Domestic Violence Awareness. So throw that out there for all y'all that's about to wear y'all pink all <laughs> next month. Okay, y'all throw some purple <laughs> up in that thing. So that's first because I always try to speak on it for that. So mm-hmm. I don't even know. This might come out in October, but I'm going to just say this will. is for October. So 
yeah, I always have a goal. Like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to mm-hmm. speak. It's going to be public speaking because that's what I was doing was hiding. Mm-hmm. So I have, this is my therapy when I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wild because my ex actually hit me up. He was in prison. I like I used to like hood dudes. Don't mm-hmm. judge me, y'all. But my ex got out of prison. I don't even know if the man in prison. He called me from prison, y'all. <laughs> So, uh, and, you know, he was just wondering why I sounded the way I sound. And I'm, and I'm actually talking, I'm going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is current time. He talks to me and was like, you sound so different or, you know, you kind of quiet. I'm like, first of all, you're on a prison phone. We already know how that time's working. Fresh. Um, And then two, what do I have to say to you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know what to say. And I wasn't uh, prepared for that. He called me off guard. Once people don't catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. Homeboy snuck me that day because I was on the way to Pilates. I was just on my uh, soft girl era Pilates at the uh, da- daily Pilates. Just threw a whole into that. You know, so I'm just like, wait, I wasn't, you know, I, you know, you you try to prep. You like, I'm gonna say this when I finally talk to him. I'm gonna go, you know. <laughs> he caught me off guard. Literally, just driving down the street, and he called. I was just like, who is this? And you know, I always had to. Think about what would I say the next time? Not see, but uh, see to him, but say, because I know I didn't want to, you know, lay eyes on him. Mm-hmm. But in the conversation, I had nothing to say. I had no words. Like, I just, you know, I hope you're good. Like, mm-hmm. I really do. I hope you're good because it's honestly a mental health thing in both people. Mm-hmm. But the one who's doing the, aggress- the aggressor has just as much broken mental health as the person who was allowing that abuse to end, to happen to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's on both sides. So I really did. I really didn't mean that when I said that. Like, I don't mean no harm. I hope you don't handle my I'm so sorry you're in prison. And back in my hand, I'm like... You deserve that apprentice, yeah. um, you know, prison sentence. I don't know. I didn't even ask what he was in there for, but I know what you were in there for because, I, you know, I practice Buddhism and I'm real big on karma. And karma mm-hmm. is going to always find you. No matter if your mama can't find you, your girlfriend looking for you in the street, that thing ain't come home. Karma going to find you. Doing that bad to come back and get you for <laughs> so, sure. I was kind of like relieved that at least there was some just serving that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go backwards, I got out of it because I finally just couldn't. I just couldn't go on anymore. It was affecting my bottom dollars, which was school at the time. I talk mm-hmm. a lot of times in money. I be talking like I'm this big dr- time drug dealer half the time. <laughs> Back in my head, probably in like my other life, I probably was like a Pablo Consuela Alexandria. and like, yeah, okay, <laughs> in West Indies somewhere, pushing major weight, okay? <laughs> I, wake <Stupid>. up with, <laughs> I wake up with money on my mind all the time. But he was affecting my bottom dollar because number one, I had jobs. Shout out to 255. That's where I got started when I was in school. I got two degrees out of 255 on Peter Street. <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody that. <laughs> say a lot about 255 on Peter Street, but I got two degrees out of it. Shout out to Mario and the whole team. Anyways, um, so yeah, um, he was affecting that. I, he would not let me go. He would uh, kind of put a wedge in between me trying to go to work mm-hmm. um, as far as that. And it's a club job, you know, a little short shorts, you know, out yeah. with the bottles, you know, that jealousy factor. And then with school, I was a, really, I was a full-time student at Spelman and, and in grad school. And it was just... Time after time where I would miss classes, I would almost have to bring his daughter to me to class. I mean, Spellman is, is very bougie. Sheesh. The bougie is of the bougie. Like, ain't nobody going for all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're like, you, get your stuff together. You messy. You like, you're, you're slip hanging. And I actually have had to tell teachers told me that. And then to the point where I couldn't hide it anymore, too. Like, mm-hmm. I had... I had um, black eyes and stuff where I had to put on like little fake glasses to cover it or I had gotten pregnant and it's like you missing because you got to go get an abortion. This, those are other topics that I'm very for too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I don't I don't try to hide away from words like those kind of no, words. No, that's good. People need to hear <laughs> um, it. Because it's real life. 
And it happens a lot more to us as black and Latina women than people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all have to deal with it too. It ain't like it's just on us, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, they, sometimes y'all be hurt more than us. So I'm like, dang, nah, I, I got to do this too, for me, man. sir. I'm so sorry about you. <laughs> <laughs> you messed I up too. Me. But um, yeah, so a lot of those factors, it was just, I, I was either going to be in jail, dead, or just in peculiar situations that, you know, I was just like... My integrity, my integrity was about to be, you know, in comp- being compromised. So it just had gotten to that point. And I mean, you do have to, I mean, unfortunately, you do have to sometimes let women just bump their head enough to be, be like, okay, I got to leave. But when you're mentally broken mm-hmm. to the, to the, I mean, I was at rock bottom. People say that, but I was just at my lowest. I wouldn't say rock bottom, but I was really low. It was like one of the lowest times of my life. And I just... I just, it was just like, I just had had enough that day. And it was just like one day, like, all right, this just really can't happen. Cause now like folks at school, it's like, if, as long as I could hide it and cover it up, you was cool. I would deal it. with it. Yeah. I wasn't ever cool with it, but I could deal with it mm-hmm. and I can manage it. But once it started to like show, or I'm like sitting weird. Cause I got all these like bruises on me or my eye all big and black and stuff. Ain't that dark. Like if mm-hmm. I get one bruise on me from anything it's showing. So it's like, it was starting to become very apparent and so I was scared of that factor because then my parents would find out then the um, I used to be ride or die I can't ride or die no more but I didn't want the cops and I didn't want to tell nobody I didn't want to get him you know into no type of situation so that was how the second time happened the first time it happened um dang I can't hear how did I don't even know how it went I think excuse me I was in that dramatic phase I feel like when we were like Fresh out of high school, we and then that's when uh, reality TV was like super big. Yeah, popping, yeah. I mean, I felt like I was in a reality show every day, so I was a little bit more dramatic back then. I will say that was at my fault. So it was just like I wanted this whole scene, like throw your stuff outside. It was Valentine's. I had flowers, and I was throwing them in the hallway. Crazy dramatic scene. I don't want no smoke now. Like, so yeah. you could. I, I was. You. I'll just be missing now in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be like, what happened to Celine? <laughs> don't I'm know. So sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like, sir. You know, like I don't want none of that type of smoke no more, girl. I, when I hear women doing these dramatic, elaborate, like I'm done with you, type. You stylist is so cute to me. Like, oh, it's going to get you real cozy at night because you'll be up all night wondering why you don't hear from me no more. Mm-hmm. That'll that ruffle the man feeling so yes. much when it's like getting into your mind just thinking Go like, silent. what is she doing? Go silent. It's crazy. <laughs> Go silent and just be living your best, sexiest, healthiest life on Instagram on him, okay? That's what I say, okay? <laughs> Nowadays. But back then, I wanted to make a big scene. So the first time was like a really big scene. And, you know, they, these people just had me caught up for years and years and mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So what do you think as far as for you, though, for you to even, I guess, say that like, you can just to deal with it or to allow yourself to go through, was it coming from like some childhood trauma? I'm not saying I go to the deep of what may happen, but I think it was something like a mental, um, m- mental messedness from then from childhood to adulthood that made you just say, this is something I'm willing to accept right now. Maybe I don't know or have that example of what this relationship should be. Like if a man does it, well, first of all, let me apologize on behalf of whether if he was, I don't know if he was black or not, but a man, period, for having to go through that because no one was had to go through that, right? I'm not for that. I don't understand it. It's just if, if anybody have any disagreements, it's better. You can just walk away. Like, you can't let somebody control emotions that much to where, but just from a man to a woman, like, bro, it's a female. Some females, don't get me wrong, they can't handle the dude, but it's just like... <laughs> Come and on, I probably dude. could too nowadays, but it just ain't worked it. Yeah, yeah, but so I apologize on their behalf for that. But Thank so you. what do you think it was in your mind to just say, like, 
I'm I'm just worth going through this for right now? Or was it just you were just really just caught off guard on thinking this is what love is or a relationship is or what happened for you in that? So I will say I had a great upbringing. Like both my parents, they've been married for 35 years. Both my grandparents, both on both sides, they had long-term marriages until my both my grandmothers are deceased, until both mm-hmm. my grandmothers passed away. So I had never saw broken family structures or my, my dad put in my... My dad is very goofy with my mom. They fight back and forth, but never anything of any like malice or anything mm. like that. So I won't say I saw it in my home, but Celine wanted to be in the streets and mm. I ran the streets a lot. And so... Um, and not in a sense where my parents was for it. They were not. I mm. would sneak out or do little stupid stuff to be like, oh, I'm with my friend, but I really somewhere with some dude that's like highly way older than me that mm. I shouldn't have been. So I always talk about those kind of things too, because we really got to get a handle on self-esteem, self-discovery, and really embracing who we are as like younger women, like mm. sexually wise. And so as the OBGYN, that's one of the things I really want to focus in on is even taking a mirror and putting it down there for boys too. Like, what is this happening? What's going on? What does it look like? I I want to be careful myself so ain't no 23-year-old man telling you about your body as a mm-hmm. 16-year-old. It's something wrong. That's that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the type of situations that I was in where I did get pregnant when I was in high school. And a mm-hmm. lot of people didn't, didn't know that till later and I started talking about it. And so I was almost a teenage mom in high school. And so... That one entrance point to it cracked the whole foundation for me because that at that point I felt damaged or used or and I was, you know, this was somebody, you know, that was older. So, you know, they had a lot of influence. Yeah. And so, you know, I I feel like that was the number one thing looking back now. I just turned 30. I don't even know how I'm 30, but it's looking back good. at Welcome 30. To the club, man. <laughs> <laughs> looking back at 30 now. I could say that at 15, 15 years ago now that that's what happened um, and, and getting pregnant in high school. And um, I just, I wasn't, I didn't feel, you know, being that, like back then, like video vixens were a really big thing. So mm-hmm. everybody like Latin, Latino girls, and that's the thing with this whole Erica Mena thing too right now, but mm-hmm. we ain't getting into that. But I, that was, but Erica Mena was a video vixen back then. So she played into it like everybody else. But it was like, if you weren't Latina or it wasn't these big old booty girls now, yeah. like they got. Yeah, it was a skin, skin complexion. <laughs> yeah, it was a skin so complexion thing. Yep. And I'm not the lightest, but I'm not the darkest either. So it was like, if you didn't have the like half white or like real light, like looking, I had like insecurities when it came to that. I had a big old forehead. People used to talk like about my forehead. I still got big forehead. But. <laughs> and that's just what it don't be. But, but things, little things like that really ate me up at that age because I didn't have that reinforcement. Your mom can tell you so many times you're cute, but when you go to school and dudes is joining you and talk about all oh, your buck teeth, or, yeah. it, you know, like that self obsessiveness from your peers is real. Even today's time, like women want to go out right now, feel wanted by other men. So you know, like it, it, it stems from there. Mm-hmm. And we don't have we don't have talked about healthy relationships with boys at that age. So then you just we don't. Get to, we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's always don't be around him, can't be around these boys. But I know I want my daughter around boys in an appropriate setting so yeah. she knows how to interact when it comes time for dating. Cause it's like they want to know why you 30 and don't have kids now. I'm like, I mean, for the past half my life, y'all been telling me stay away from them. Fresh. And it's like you can beat them, you're better than them. So it's like, what up? We've been a match up now. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, we didn't arrive. <laughs> and you know, it's a competition now truth. instead of it being like a loving, let's love on our black men. It's more so like. I could do exactly what you could do and you can't (laughs) but a lot of that comes up now because we've been raised up to be these strong black women so that's all I was focused on and not the healthy relationships so Mm. 
my background was perfect though. Like I mean, I won't say perfect, but I didn't yeah. have those. I didn't have those problems. Mm, this I had others. It, like, well, big one thing you said that I feel like again, I'm not speaking for women, but your when people say you can be a product of your environment, that plays a lot, right? Because yeah. even with me, I grew up with two parents in a household. Uh, they married for a long time, but I was pretty much never in a house. So when I was outside chilling with the homies, it was just like their influence was king I'm over what your you, parents was instilling at you at home. Because they can tell me whatever they want to, right? Yeah. But again, as well. <laughs> Growing up in a household to where we trying to hustle and make ends meet, it was more so of that structure than the the love, the support, the, okay, you should do this or do that. And yeah. you feel this way. So why do you feel this way right. or this and that versus when I'm going outside? And because I had to grow up at a young age and help out, I was just so more attracted to a, a older man lifestyle. So it was just the people I hung with was... My peers in school, they're older brothers or they're older cousins. Like, we would still hang, but I was accepted into those rooms to where now I'm looking up to, I'm what, 14, 15, 16, looking up to a 26-year-old, exactly. 27-year-old. So I'm saying, exactly. and then coming from the, on the east side of Decatur, like just, and that, that mixture of stuff, it just played a big part. And so this is just what's going on. This is what we should be doing. This is what guys do or all it was was, Hey, bro, you know, shit, go smoke you some weed or something. Go try to run you a bag up, find you a cute girl and smash and this and that one. You didn't and get the side, other. we were glorifying strippers that came from the east side. Like, oh, my gosh, she was a stripper. Like, you know how much money she's making? Like, that was our focus. I mean, it probably still is now. I don't know, but that it, was our it's, focus. It's still out there, especially <laughs> but kids. We can always say, well, I feel, now I kind of feel where our parents used to come from as far as like, how he was living. But now it feels kind of old to say that, but it's just the generation coming up now, just to, like we were saying before, the examples that they have is just so minimal to where we got to try extra, extra hard to save them from being a product of their environment. Because yeah. outside of it, well, not even inside of the house because of technology on their phone, they're exposed 10 times more than what we were. Like we seen what we seen, we were either having to hide to do it or go outside and get it. But now they're just in the house and just invading these cell phones and tablets. But we, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, like, I... 31 about to hit 32 oh, okay. next week. No, so we the same age. I feel like we did have it in the house. Like, my friend that's a little older, she was talking about how, like, they didn't have iPhones and stuff. But iPhone was out when I was in high school. See, what I, I didn't have... I, we couldn't afford no damn iPhone. I, but I'm just saying people still had access, you know? And then, yeah. like, BT Uncut with... I don't know if Well, you, that... Okay, you know, yeah, we I used had to, yeah. access to inappropriateness. I think that it just wasn't as tolerated and as free as far as that media is concerned. Good point there. But I Good think we there. still had access because we had all this... We had everything. I mean, we even had LimeWire. I don't even know if they can pirate music like that back like yeah, they used to. I used to, to love LimeWire. But that though. was, like, fraudulent, like, uh, <laughs> obtaining you know these people's songs and stuff we that's how I made money off of them yeah <laughs> like downloading mixtapes and burning them kids clubs with these burnt CDs yeah. you know like <laughs> fraudulent so it was access you, you're right it was access it's just, it's just I just feel it's, it's just, just so it is different though yeah, I agree it this, is different nowadays people can a, literally go to the MTV Awards crawl around on the ground and be like yes girl that's you, it. you're being you you're just that's so it. genuine and it's for you and I'm like cool let her be her but she a grown woman with kids. Mm -hmm. So if that's what she want to do, that's her business. But like when they 
focusing on that versus other stuff that is like pretty. I mean, because yeah, it's a white woman that she she was Sukiana was right. It is white women that have gone to the uh, autumn award shows and done crazy stuff yeah. too, you know. But it you know coming from you know that's what we are focused on a lot more now. It kind of looks even ten times worse, mm. but it has to me. It's always been there. Yes, but let me ask you this: This may be not jump left right. So how do you feel about? Because I love to have a woman on here to answer this. So when it comes to when females say, you know, the more, not the more, but when I'm naked or the more I'm showing, right, that equates to me showing empowerment from my body or is this, that's me saying I'm liberating myself because I can do this. Like, do you feel like that is true or you can really liberate yourself without going to that extent or is it just an excuse to follow the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait. <laughs> I, cause like somebody might eat me up for it, but you know I have to always speak and stand on what I say. I said what I said, and mm -hmm. I'm just that's gonna be you that. standing on business. <laughs> I think it's BS. Mm -hmm. I think women are BS when they say that you is BS, and like you just like a lot of women sometimes do like every woman say like we have our whole phase. Like mm -hmm. some women just want to be a house sometimes, or they just want to be loose. Like that's okay. Like mm -hmm. don't say it's don't bring, bring that to women's empowerment. Yeah. Like, you have to break down the word. Like, and then if somebody asks you that, okay, how? But I love when people ask, okay, so how is it empowering you? Mm -hmm. then that's what I want to <laughs> Oh, shit. People say it is, but how? Yep. You can't tell me how. Or you might be very minimal of how this feels. And how does this make you feel empowered? Mm -hmm. Or when I go to the gym and I got on this little tight little outfit, um, and I don't like to show them I got bigger thighs, but if I go in the gym and I'm really looking good and I mm. know that I'm healthy from the inside out, is that more empowering? Yes, mm. I got on skin tight clothes. You can see my body and all that, but I'm not quote unquote naked, you know, yeah. but you feel empowered because I'm feeling like I'm going to see, see the best version of myself because mm -hmm. I know I'm at optimal health or mm -hmm. it just makes me feel strong. Mm -hmm. You know, when I know that, you know, like you want to feel good about yourself and look good. Facts. That has nothing to do with going out, like, with see-through clothes on. When I see that that kind of stuff, like, I don't know how, ma'am, that the pasties or just nothing underneath. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the stripper kind of wears, like, popular now. I don't know <laughs> how that's empowering. It, like, it, it I feel like, like the only reason it can be empowering is because you know you're going to get attention that you may yeah. not have got without it. But to me, like, all attention is not empowering. Yeah. So... I think it's BS when people say that. I think it's they people women certain women do not want to be told what to wear by men, and I mm -hmm. think that's all it is. Like I want to be able to wear whatever I want to wear without you telling me I can't do it. That's all it is. It's just to me, it's more so of wanting to have not have a man tell you what to do yeah. and have control over your free will. And I don't believe in having free will, you know, control over anybody's free will. But I but, think that's more so what it is. Like, but even from a male's it. perspective, it right? Good, so though. from on this side, right? Like a man, right? We're visit, we're visual creatures we love what we see and we love that chase right mm -hmm. so yeah it's all cool and dandy if you want to come out half naked and this and that right do you nobody want to tell you what to do but you just can't combat that when you see a guy that just wanted to hit we're visual but some women are okay with that they are but the, this is for the ones who want to say it's empowering but oh i hate when a man try to Oh, hit on me because I'm dressing this way and this and that. Those are irrational thinking people. Once you show us that, it's like our mindset because of that visual aspect clicks to, okay, if she's already showing me this or showing the world this, she's halfway saying, shit, I'm down. I'm I'm showing you this. So shit. And half the time they do be down. <laughs> well, you give them all the uh, reason to be doing it for sure. I mean, 
like I just be like, call a thing a thing. If you want to have sex with whoever every time of the day, just do that. But do not put it on the backs of women's empowerment yeah. or I yeah. want to do what I want to do or nobody. I should be able to wear what I want to wear and nobody say anything. That is irrational. Mm-hmm. That is irrational thinking to really think that somebody like a dude, especially black dudes, especially in Atlanta, are really going to abide by your rules. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like let's be real about it. Like you want to be naked, walk around your own house naked and have nobody talk mm-hmm. about you. But if you're doing that in the street, and when I'm saying naked, I'm talking about um because people probably see me out all the time. But I like, I mean, I don't have no problem like wearing certain stuff or tight dressing and stuff. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm talking about like where it's like blatant. Like folks be wearing like see-through clothes now, or those little the 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 lace thing that have the the these things all over mm-hmm. it, and it be like see-through. Cause I do pole dancing, so I'm familiar with all of these outfits mm-hmm. outside of the realm of the strip club. I know what they all look like. They all on Shein for three ninety nine. So it's really like crazy how people be wearing that stuff out. Like, yo, you wearing this in the club? Number one, I cannot sit my butt down nowhere with that type of thin material or just whole areola just mm-hmm. uncovered. It's like you can tease. Like, it's cool to show your cleavage and yeah. give a little and eh, eh, like just keep give it, it all. I, I like, like to keep it sexy but still classy and still, like, respectable. Facts. But you're irrational if you're going to come out and really think, no, nobody. And, and in the back of their head, because I am a woman, you know for a fact what you doing. Thank you. <laughs> but it's cute. Knowing, knowing. <laughs> it's so cute, though. Like, I love it. It sounds good. It really does sound good. And that's okay. Like, I prefer that for a okay. female to be like, but you, a lot of females you know just not finna kick it like I kick it. Like, I mm-hmm. really do just don't. I. It just is what it is. You just came masking like, We like just want to be real else. free. Like, we want to be able to have the same level of sex that y'all have. We want to be able to move and juggle the same amount of women that y'all and have no nobody say or judge us differently the like, same way. That's really like that. what yeah. it is at the core. Like, we want to be able to move in a promiscuous sexual manner or proudness. I won't say promiscuous, but that sexual proudness that you all have as mm-hmm. men. Honestly, I think women want that same without the judgment involved. Mm-hmm. And if that was the same, I think that a lot of that kind of conversation about oh it's just women probably want to feel how to feel like I think <laughs> I think they just want to be just like y'all can go out and have this and then but when we do it, we call hoes like they just want to do it and feel yeah I mean they men I be telling them, men the hoes too but they okay with they okay with that term that's how society you gotta be okay with yeah. being a hoe be okay leave me your wholeness it's okay because people have whole phases mm-hmm. I haven't had my whole phase yet they say like older women have so maybe I have a whole phase in my forties you tell just only in the younger age I, I, I hear some older women and that begins down. You think it's necessary? I don't know. Or do you think it's a, it can really no, be done I do not without? think that's necessary. Okay, because I no. like, most a lot of women would say, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, you gotta ha- go ahead and get it out. You gotta have that face. <laughs> Y'all gonna get it out. I, it has to be upon me. I cannot just go after it. <laughs> <laughs> so if it don't reach me, I'm not gonna be seeking out the whole phase yeah. in my forties. Okay, like <laughs> it don't work like that over here. It don't. If it don't reach me, then that's just something. I just that's that's a bucket list item I don't have on my list. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a fact. But it's, it's cool to say you, at least you transparent about this because a lot of women they say they'll just mask it with. I don't want to be honest because yeah, the no. looks and the judgment, this and that. But I, I guarantee men prefer. We don't want prefer... y'all telling what the, We do not. We want y'all to tell us what to do. That, that's something I think women do not like. So women like, don't want a man who's a leader. That, is that leadership? No, not that part. I'm just, oh. I'm, I'm switching gears. Not, <laughs> oh, not okay, the whole. Like... Telling somebody what to wear. That's controlling. Yeah. That's like. Well, of course, you st- women have their standards and a man have their standards, but yeah. on a leadership a tip, they can kind of butt heads because as if you, if you don't want that, I guarantee you probably not. Gonna be susceptible to him telling you do anything else down the line. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think when men say the you men like to lead, like y'all like to lead on. I won't say y'all. I'll say some men like to lead on things that are very minuscule. Like if you are not that. leading me to financial freedom or okay, that Barbie movie where you putting on all these little outfits, doing all this for this Barbie movie, you need to be go getting you some Mattel stock. If that ain't coming at your mouth as See, a true that's, leader, that's a fact. Then I'm gonna need you to pipe down with the leadership because your leadership Fact. qualities are not gonna lead us to glory, okay? Facts. So your I leadership you is like a uh, table, uh, I mean a uh, project manager or something. <laughs> it, 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 ain't, it, it ain't true leadership quality, okay? I, people think I, I teeter in two worlds, so I am in a professional world. Mm-hmm. And let, we gonna talk about true leadership. The it gotta come with growth, growth and development <laughs> yeah, for so sure. People kill me or men would be like, you gotta have men like to lead. Like, I, uh, that's cool. Yeah, but, it's the right way to do it. Yeah, then right especially if you right have kids and stuff, like talking to someone like they're your child is not true leadership. You know, I get to hear a lot of that. Daddies become daddies in every sense. Even my mm-hmm. dad do it. My dad see kids out and tell them what I'm like, that's not your child. <laughs> and then I down, have Paul. dudes that have kids and I'm like, I'm not your child. <laughs> so, we, you know, that, yeah. but that, that come that manliness, it does come in y'all. But, you know, that is cute when y'all say it too. I like, you know, I, I got I to gotta be able to lead. I got to be able to lead but too. But a, a man does. That's just in our nature. But it's, you got to do it it's the right way. Way, like you saying, just far as financially, <laughs> mentally, <laughs> spiritually, it it's the right way to do it. Respectfully, I have to tell if I'm with you, <laughs> it's in my nature to lead as yeah. well, sir. So we have to both uh, tamp that down in order to have a, a co, you know, leadership position. Because, you know, it's like co-executives mm-hmm. and co. Yeah. So I'm with the co. I'm, I always like to put co this, co that in front of it because it really does take true partnership. And that goes back to the healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do not have healthy relationships at younger ages with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So then we find ourselves like the it's the power struggle. Mm-hmm. And I can't have no man leading me. I can't. We can lead together. Because you're not going to be right at everything just because you have an X and Y chromosome. Yeah, women have still have a voice, though, for yeah, sure. So you like, can't I have two that. X chromosomes for a reason. No, I'm a science man. I'm a bio-pre-man major, so I'm a little nerdy. Now I'm going to get healed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't that doesn't extenuously like that that Y chromosome does not have to do with leadership. I promise you, mm-hmm. it, it more so has to do with other, um, you know, those other you know masculine uh, qualities that mm-hmm. you are. But we both have estrogen and testosterone in Facts. us. So that, Yo, I'm off my. I'm off you my, only have good combos. You get side. educated up on it too, man. I'm off, I'm off, <laughs> I'm off my sofa. <laughs> it's all good. So, but see, yeah. I, I done kind of really drifted off. But just real quick, before we switch topics again. So when it comes to those um like domestic violent relationships, right, and just um those kind of situations, what would you tell a young female today as far as either how to firstly avoid it or if they are in one, how to exit it um sooner than later? So what what are some steps they can do or how they can reach out to this and that? So how would you guide them on that? So I'm not going to give y'all any um, domestic violence hotline numbers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are ineffective old ways to really talk about this situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, those numbers are available. But let's be real. You finna call that number? No. So I always throw that out to say that I think that a lot of people just say, just leave. Or mm-hmm. that's cute. That sound good. Just like the uh, everything else I just said. Mm-hmm. Sound good. But is that really going to happen? Like you really have to make a true decision in your mind. What's in your best interest? And if you're able to leave. Some women really can't leave because 
we let y'all leave so much she y'all didn't and, and then had us incapable we can't even leave mm-hmm. like we don't even have anything of our own that we can so you have to get on your feet first you had when he gave you fifty dollars to pay this bill you take 25 put it to the side mm-hmm. and y'all just be behind on a couple things but you about to bounce <laughs> but you got you a little cushion yeah. so you'll yeah, be okay when you leave but he's gonna be like <laughs> hey, we behind on the Georgia power bill yes you are sir I'm but, I gotta go. <laughs> but I gotta go <laughs> I left you a cute little remaining balance so no and all jokes aside, but yeah, you really have to um, set yourself up to in in the back of your head, kind of set yourself up like that because. I know that some women can't not, not leave because of kids or financially. Mm. But I always say the thing, you stay for your kids and you told them, and they're going to look at you crazy when you say that. Growing up, they're going to be growing up and be like, I stayed because of y'all, you know? They're going to be like, why you do that? Because mm-hmm. they didn't help me. And no way to see y'all, you know, fighting. You know, and I hear that a lot of times from people. Like, I stay, I got to stay because of the kids. You don't got to stay because of the kids. Mm-hmm. Because your kids are definitely not the ones that are going to be looking at you like, ah, that one's not smart, man. Like, yeah. you know, so... I definitely say you got to think of it from self and, you know, it, you're definitely going to be better from, out, from it, out of it with your kids and not just in it just to have a fixture of a man in mm-hmm. that role. Um, but, but when it comes to finances, you do have to get your finances a little bit together before you can have, leave something. If you're intertwined like that, where you have been rendered like unable to care mm-hmm. for yourself, you know, and I hear that a lot, too. Um, thankful for me again. I was a, I was a drug dealer in a previous life, I think. And I always got money at the the forefront. So unfortunately, but fortunately, I was the one helping dudes out instead of them helping me out. Mm-hmm. And that ain't nothing to be proud of, but it is what it is. And um, I, I was the one with the upper hand when it came to education and money. So I never had those situations. I was just like, okay, you, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And I never just wanted that detachment because I felt like that's all I was worth. Um, and so I started to just say, okay, well, I'm not worth nothing now. So it don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to be just brought down to ground level. Um, But I would say the number one thing is I definitely went to go see a therapist. Like I started into therapy. And from there, I almost got kicked out of my graduate program when I was in grad school. Because of going through therapy? No, they made me go to therapy. Oh, okay. okay. Um, So it was like I said, either like lay down or get down type mm-hmm. situation. You're going to have to make a decision. Um, and they told me a story like my my family's from Detroit. So they told me this BMF story that I had her all my life. Mm-hmm. And the girl, um, you know, she played around so much with her, you know, livelihood that I think one day these guys came in and like uh, murdered her pretty much. And she, it was in, in relationship with this guy. And I had some of those situations where guys would come to, come up to my job and stuff impressed about my dude. And it was just, it was those kind of things. Like, so it's going to take a bubble up effect for you to really feel like, mm-hmm. okay, I really got to do something. And nobody is going to be able to tell you that time but yourself. You can hear it, you can hear it, you can hear it. But if you like real, like just deep in it with this person, there's nothing, unfortunately, that somebody is going to be able to say to you unless mm-hmm. it's like live or die, like type. Like it has to get to that point for some people. Now, other people, I would suggest going to therapy because you really have to get your self-esteem and your self-worth mm-hmm. back and discover yourself and know that you are this is a, a separate entity like you come to the table everything there the entree the you men are the dessert and i have to had to not don't believe that concept anymore because men are needed but but to get over that hump you mm-hmm. got to know like you complete without this person right. like this person is an addition you know they're an add-on they're not a you're not gonna not be complete without them you know so those kind of concepts that i had to talk about in therapy, I went to therapy twice, and I even went after I um 
in high school when I was a teen, um, when I had got pregnant. So those times talking to a therapist really helped me. Um, and then, um, yeah, just, I mean, just looking at it, like I was like living in a great, you know, spot in my life and that person wasn't. So I had to start looking from the outside in instead mm -hmm. of so much in the day to day with it. Cause it got, it was real rough. But those, those are the main things I would definitely say is when people give information or like, here's some resources, like, Nobody is even looking at that. Even when girls be like, here's how to put your tampon in. Please read this. Like, nobody is reading this stuff. <laughs> and like, I guess it's the younger generation that's coming into public health jobs to mm -hmm. understand of how do we effectively talk to, um, as healthcare professionals in public health, how do we get the messages across? Because I work in the government. How do we get that across from a government level? So everybody will get a vaccination Fair. or everybody will be, um, you know, when the next pandemics happen, how are they, you know, as a community, how are we going to deal with that? Or micro level as a physician, when you see a young girl come in pregnant, how do you deal with that too? Mm -hmm. Because telling her to talk to these people on the phone, that is not doing nothing for her day to day. Like, so yeah, those are those are the main things I would say. That's but um, I will say, definitely talk to someone and let someone know. Um, that was one thing I didn't do. So definitely you're not alone, but tell someone. Yeah. Just tell one person. And if it's somebody that you know is going to tell, then you might not want to tell them because you might not want to get the police involved. Mm -hmm. But at least talk to someone, tell them someone. You don't want to go through something like that without anybody but that guy knowing. That's Fresh. very dangerous. Fresh. That's crazy. No, one thing you just said that probably, like you say, would help. When you say as far as people communicating, I had a guest on um, a few weeks ago and she was saying, because she's um she does mental health therapy for it. She does it for kids right now, but of course she still has that knowledge. But just the communication and language that we use for certain situations, that definitely could play a big part as far as freeing somebody from stuff like that. So, but I just love to see one, just you against it, dog. <laughs> He's like, yo, uh, past life, Brazil, Alexandria. <laughs> you got that hustling, you got that drive. So it's just beautiful to see that you thank you survived um situations like that. And you're still here today to talk about it and try to help educate and try to help heal people who are on those same paths. And a lot of people. They may have dealt with it, but once they're done with it, that's it. Like, at least you you coming back for yours. Like, hey, yeah, I have to. I've been through it. Hey, I'm you, I'm an open book, so help them out. So keep yeah. for sure doing that to get it I done. Will. Man. I you will. Got to. I will. Yeah, I have to. I feel like I, that's my duty, mm -hmm. and I will be remiss because I knew that that's what I needed in that time mm -hmm. period, and I ain't have it. I ain't have nobody to turn to, mm -hmm. and I just hid it for years and years, and it was hard. I would cry when I first talked about it. Um, the first time I got put in a magazine for it, I read the, I was like, I can't believe that I wrote this in here. Like, all the people be like, you don't give your story away for free. Make sure you, they pay paying you for this. It's like, you know what I, mean? Lies you I am not no celebrity. Like, I need to tell the story because the story need to be told, mm -hmm. not for the fact that I need to gain monetary, you know, uh, compensation for mm -hmm. it. Now, is that something in the future? Yes. I, I would love to make, I would sure. love to make money off of the back of, you know, my ex is doing crazy, you know, putting me in precarious situations. But I say, like, you got to own your story. And, you know, really be able to tell it well mm -hmm. and definitely to um, be the one that, like, writes it for yourself instead of somebody Thanks. else. Because I know they probably have their versions of the story, too. But that's why I always tell my, you know, dealings in it and not so much just, you know, it was all on them. Like, mm -hmm. I had my fallings and my, you know, my... You being accountable? That's Yeah, uh, like, I definitely right am accountable for a lot of it. I was enabling these people to do a lot of this stuff, so... Fast, your testimony yeah. going to save so many people. So imagine if you did try to withhold that because you ain't getting paid. Some <laughs> little girl could be dead right now because she didn't come across right. Celine's story in this book. But yeah. and I applaud you for that. Look at some flowers for that because you're Thank doing you. big things. Thank but um, <laughs> before we get up out of here, right? Yes. So Because it's hot up in here. I, I yeah, know. Y'all got it hot and toasty. <laughs> I ain't going through menopause, but... <clears throat> 
Sorry about that. <laughs> but, okay. So if you could, right, if you could go back in time and tell young Celine one thing or an uh, ample amount of things, what would you tell her right now? Um, I'll just say be patient and wait on it. Like, it's already written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Because I think so much. Half the time, I'm trying to write the story as I'm living it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always nervous about, like, well, if I don't have this set for the future... What's going to happen? What my life going to be? Like, mm-hmm. I'm always one of them people that's planning for my future life, like, right now. Like, I'm, I have planners. I have schedules. I have all this stuff. And you probably think, thinking, hey, how you have a schedule? You showed up late today. But anyways, <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I, I really do. I really hold a schedule and I'm planning for the future now. And I would kind of settle myself back from that. Mm-hmm. And I would have so, many, so much anxiety. Like, how am I going to ever afford an apartment? How am I ever going to graduate from Spelman? How am I ever become a doctor? Or nobody's ever going to want to hear me or... I'm never going to be wanted by like real like good men or like good guys or guys with money. I never thought I could ever find a guy with money. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought I was going to deal with like hood dudes that was like broke. And, you, you know, like yeah. I had these like bad perceptions of my life before it was even written. And it's written, you mm-hmm. know. I might be with ball shot calls right now. I ain't letting y'all know. But you know, like <laughs> definitely done leveled up in so many different ways. Like I never thought like I would have my own car and, um, you know, just so many things. Like, yeah. in my teens and 20s, I'm like, dang, you right at 30, you got all this stuff. And in my head now, sitting at 30, like, you is a big kid, girl. You ain't got nothing planned out. So you're going to be 40 feeling like a kid still because you don't got nothing planned out. Keep so that youthfulness, even... man. So, I, you know, it's like I, I still am playing with myself like that in my own face. But I would say to not even play on myself as my face. Like, be confident as you can be. And really to speak to people. Like, mm-hmm. I would be so afraid to, like, you could tell me that I was 50 cent hard back in the day. Teflon Don, like you, well, I didn't soften up. These edges have rounded out, and I definitely have spread some too in the hips. But I have rounded out femininity wise. Like I was like, I hardened it. All three of y'all end up in here when back, like when I was like sixteen. I can say from middle school. I I remember that in your middle school. I promise y'all do. Like I was like so different now. So when people see me and they like to tell the um, like a guy that I um, am currently dating that or like other guys like yo this one right here like you know this you got a different version of something like this is not the same gold teeth baps like version like and I'd be like you can like let that rest (laughs) and I'd be embarrassed to really like people be like you used to wear your hair like what. Or you have rings on Today I do got rings On a couple things But I used to have rings On every fingers And I was just so hard Because I had been broken So many times Mm -hmm. That I had to make sure People knew And you know like it's unnecessary. Like what under what's what's understood don't never need to be said. Yeah. And so that's why I don't even I don't I was gonna say I I don't argue with men or any of that kind of stuff anymore. So I would say a lot of that. I would just man, you can chill. Mm-hmm. You really don't have to show people how hard you was in your previous life. Like you ain't gotta show people that. So yeah, that would be the that was the main thing. And it's okay to be womanly. Like I was scared to be a real girl or a woman because I I didn't want nobody to tell you that for the weakness. Mm. And I felt that that was weak. So I would hang with the boys. I would do the same things the dudes would do because I need to make sure, like, I ain't never... Because I'm only child. So it's like me and me. Yeah, because I'm female. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Now it's like you can breathe. You could be feminine. But you and no dude has tried me in this version of me now. I mean, Mm. they used to try me more back then as the tomboy than they do now. And I'd be like... (laughs) Yeah, I didn't soften up and I don't even get tried no more, but I have a different energy. It's about yeah. your energy and your true character. And you so. attracted what you putting out. Yeah. yeah. For sure. That's, that's, that's what though. I would tell her. Just chill out. 
Right, you know, Selena, chill out, man. That's beautiful, though. So, so we got any um announcements you want to give out? What's coming up for you? Any events you got? Anything like that coming up? Uh, I got one more trip in me. Um, I'm going to Tanzania um, at the end of um, November. So that'd be my last trip for this year. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Like, I cannot wait to share everything content-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you can prepare that for is, that one, huh? Yes, I can't wait. Outfits going to be outfitting, bodying, going to be bodying. Like, I cannot wait. Like, content is going to be on a thousand. I have a drone now. I have okay. an active camera. I have... I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to run it up. <laughs> I'm going to write it out. We're going to do a lot. Um, so, yeah, that. Um, what else? Something wise. I don't know about the podcast right now. I know that Vine has Big Sexy on um, set, set the record straight, but I am still a co-host as far as I know. Let me know if it's something else different. Vine. I can definitely <laughs> let, def- know. let me know. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, sometimes I still go on be, uh, set the record straight with um, Vine, uh, Vine Ray. Um, and KB and um, Big Sexy. Um, but honestly, I'm actually about to start apply, um, studying for middle school, school again. So I'm going to be going a little bit underground a little bit mm-hmm. as far as content goes. I have a lot of content saved up and backed up, mm-hmm. but I really got to go back into my like professional bag yeah. and get some stuff done. So those are the main things. Hopefully I can do some stuff for um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month um, and definitely do more. Glad this podcast is coming out during Domestic Violence yes, Awareness man. Month. Um, so October is that month to you know get aware and do something um excuse me but other than that i don't have any like super big announcements um i think uh a lot has happened this year so far <laughs> like um and people are even still seeing me on put a ring on it on own so I, i'm like somebody said something about that on friday i'm like i forgot i did that this year so that's <laughs> a lot that dead, i gotta <laughs> archive and go back and be like dang i you know i'm tired yeah. you know so yeah no um no other announcements but it's a lot more to come and Looking the brands are getting it. bigger and the um you know, the collaborations are, you know, everything's right where it needs to be. So now I want to ask that. you that real quick. Um, what was your most favorite brain collab with today? Favorite? Yeah. Ah, man. Um so you got a list to go through. <laughs> I don't have I say the the fa- I say just a category of the favorite ones are the ones that I really truly resonate with the brand mm-hmm. and I get to know the brand owners. Mm-hmm. When I'm working with smaller brands, I truly get to know the brand and to see that like well cap, she went to Spellman and so I didn't even know that when I started to work with her and mm-hmm. I was just a I was just a giveaway um um I, I want a giveaway mm-hmm. and for content creators. And she, from that, she loved the concert I did in, in her wigs. And then from there, we just grew this, you know, working relationship that we have now. But I didn't know she went to Spellman and all these other things when I started working with her. And she was on in New York Fashion Week. She was on two billboards. She was on the Think Tank. Another brand um, was um, a brand Wise where I was able to go to his Think Tank and see him pitch Mm -hmm. for more money for his brands, like a couple of million. So it's the brands that I actually, I don't have a particular one because that would be unfair to <laughs> but, Sorry, um, y'all. I'll try to pull one. Yeah, out. <laughs> I don't have, but I honestly don't. I, I I definitely appreciate the ones where I can actually impact them. Like when yeah. um, the owner Meyer from Aesthetic Collection was like, you know, this really made my day. So the brands that I really get to impact on a you know, a bigger with, level, yeah, yeah, and I get to see them because that's something I do in my you know side time is creative services for smaller brands, especially nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So when I'm able to impact like that and actually help the owner to like really bring their voice across or like branding message mm-hmm. and tell a story about the brand that they're trying to really get out to the masses and um 
you know, see, of course, financial gain from too. But because capitalism is crazy in America. That's so, what it's built off of. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I, that's that's a part that's going to come, unfortunately. But I'm really, I like to tell the story. Some of the bigger brands Facts. that I've worked with, they tamper your creativity because they have so many stipulations. Mm-hmm. So the bigger brands, I love to work with them because, of course, they're the ones that, you know, pay for the plane tickets and the bags and all this extra stuff that I get to, you know, y'all, everybody see me with. But I definitely like small brands. Um, big brands, I definitely am looking to work with bigger brands. Mm-hmm. But um, when you have higher impact, higher value for impact, that's what really gets me like up. Like, oh, I want to do another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel you for that battery in the back. Put the battery in the back. That's good, though. Yeah. Again, um, like I said earlier, I know you're going to do great things. Thanks. You know, you're very blessed to... Um, to Grow through what you went through, right? So, yes. but um, let Can't everybody look know like what you went through. Damn right, <laughs> man. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can follow you at. Find you on social media across the board. So they can um, get in contact with you. Anywhere, Celine Alexandria. Um, no, I not Celine like the bag. Um, oops, sorry, y'all. <laughs> sorry. Um, um, yeah. Um, but Celine, C E L E N E. Um, and so Celine Alexandria everywhere. Um. That's it's the same. I keep it real cute because that's brand repetition. Like, I don't be trying to change right. it up. Yeah. <laughs> the only person I didn't see do that is like the real Cal sister. Like, who is Cal? And then everybody <laughs> like, oh, you know. But other than that, I tell people, keep it real, like, Clean to the concise, point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a brand specialist up in here for real, man. Look, it's, 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 a, it's a learning thing. I'm learning yeah, as I go. Sure. Yeah. Cool, but thank cool, you so cool. much for having me. Nah, for sure. It was a pleasure having you on. Yes. Had a great conversation, man. Likewise. But again... If y'all have been watching today, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is In Here, the podcast. I am Sir Gates. You can follow me on social media at SirGatesBC across the board. Make sure you follow the podcast at Inherited Podcast. That is N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. Another good dope conversation with another dope guest. Make sure y'all tune in next time. And we out. Thanks. Thank you for a good combo. Thank you.